0: How far would you walk for water? For 12-year-old Nasra, it's about 50 kilometres. That's about 30 miles every single day. I have headaches and my stomach is always hungry, says Nasra when I ask her about her daily commute. She had a cup of tea the night before, and another one in the morning before her commute to the river. Black tea. No sugar, no milk. Their livestock, which they relied on for their milk, all dead. I'm You're listening to the Human Interest Podcast, and today is World Water Day. That's the sound of 12-year-old Nasra and her friends kicking water barrels back home. It's midday in River County in Kenya's coastal region, and the sun is pouring heat straight down from a naked blue sky to this group of 12 and 13-year-olds who have had nothing to eat since the previous day. It's near silence as they walk back home, bearing the weight of the water crisis under an unrelenting heat. I am just following Nasra who's 12 years and some of her friends Uh, Girls who live in the same village as she does. Uh, Nasra and her friends and the other girls have just come from Tana River uh, Which is 12 kilometers from their village to fetch water They've now fetched the water and are now making the commute back home another 12 kilometers Uh, I've spoken to Nasra and some of the girls. This is their everyday commute. So that's 48 kilometers Most of the days they haven't eaten anything. They've just woken up in the morning had some black tea uh, and then gone to fetch water 12 kilometers to Tana River and back home and then they go to school so by the time they're getting to school they're not only tired but they're extremely hungry after school they have to come back home and make this same commute um, to uh, Tana River and back home again another 24 kilometers and when they go home on a good day they might get some food Um, It's ugali on some days, which is just some flour uh, and water mixed together to make a pulp or rice. Most of the days, they find no food and have to, again, uh, survive on black tea for the night, hoping that tomorrow will be a better day. The story of most girls in some of uh, these drought-prone areas in the Horn of Africa, including Kenya, is this one. This is their lived reality. Are not sure when they're going to get their next meal, having sometimes to sacrifice even going to school just so that they're able to fetch water and help with other activities in the home. Nasra says she wakes up at 4 a.m. and after a few house chores sets off in search of water. She comes back home from the river at around 1 p.m., tired and hungry. On this day, Nasra's mother, Obaluli Ali, makes another cup of tea for Nasra and her friends, mostly for our sake. It's clear, though, that this is not the norm. The water they get can only afford them tea in the morning and evening.
1: We have a big problem.
0: In the morning, we go fetch water and only return at 1pm with just one barrel, barely enough for us to cook, wash and bathe, Obaluli says. In the evening, we have to go back again, only to return in the night with another barrel that gets used up just as quickly.
1: We do it all over
0: again in the morning. Their small village is littered with carcasses, surrounded by them. A constant reminder of their livestock that died one by one as the impact of the drought worsened. Nasra's mother says that on the days they had livestock, they would sell them at the market and get some food. But now, with no livestock, they have no money to buy food. Hunger is now their everyday narrative. Plan International has been working in Tana River, Kilifi and Kuala counties to provide a daily meal in 16 schools, reaching about 5,000 children. Nasra tells us they have porridge at 10 o'clock and rice and beans for lunch. So even if there was nothing at home in the evening, the black tea that they took would cushion her until 10 o'clock the next day. But now schools in Kenya have closed for seven weeks. Nasra's mother says the school feeding program ensured her children got something to eat. But now there's a big problem. There's no food at home and the children have nowhere else to get their meals. She's also concerned she may be unable to take Nasra back to school when they reopen. Out of her five children, only Nasra and her brother are in school. She doesn't have money to take the rest. And if the situation persists, she may be forced to pull Nasra out of school until money is available.
1: Communities in
0: Tanariva County continue to experience acute water shortage as the drought continues to ravage the livelihood systems of pastoral and marginal farming communities. Most water pans and dams dried as early as February 2021. In functional water sources, the high concentration of livestock and local populations is increasing the pressure on the resource, with some communities consuming saltwater from boreholes. Some water sources are also being used by wildlife, thus posing a threat to households and livestock security. <laughs> Across the Horn of Africa, Plan International is urgently scaling up life-saving food, nutrition, school meals and child protection programs. A lot more though needs to be done to cushion families, and especially girls, from the impact of the ongoing drought. Here's Stephen Omolo, Plan International CEO.
1: We need a partnership that brings all the stakeholders together at the table and say enough, and say enough and say we must act and say we must act today and now and that action will mean that we do nuts and bolts that we roll up our sleeves and engage in a meaningful dialogue and agree on credible steps to address the issues
0: and even as all efforts now focus on ensuring the devastating crisis in Ukraine does not become a conflict hunger and nutrition crisis is need to ensure the global hunger crisis is not further aggravated while plan international welcomes the massive and rapid support for the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine all humanitarian funds to alleviate the suffering of people affected by this conflict must be additional and must not at any time be diverted from already scarce financing for existing crises.
1: we must stand strong as international community and say that There's crisis all over the world, and we must not start readjusting our budget lines, because that will undermine the development work we see in other countries. That we must protect the development gains that we see in these other countries, that we don't divert the resources for Ukraine, or to Ukraine. I'm glad to say that the appeal response for Ukraine is good, but we must not reallocate resources from the ongoing disasters, which today are largely underfunded, to Ukraine.
0: Back in Tanariva County, and these are the sounds of children standing strong despite their adversities, of children who are still hopeful. Nasra, for example, wants to be a teacher and hopes to take care of her mother when she grows up. To see pictures of Nasra at her home, as well as her walking to fetch water, please head over to the Human Interest Podcast Instagram page. Thank you for listening to the Human Interest Podcast this World Water Day. I'm Evelyn Omboy.